Welcome to Unity of Tucson. As I was reading this week, the book that we're working from right now, Working with the Law by Raymond Hollowell, is part of our fall renewal. The thing I was struck with is how perfectly aligned uh, the, these chapters for this week aligned with uh, the power of the month, the power of release, because in it he talks so much about release, give, give, and that for me is, a, is, an, is an aspect of release, to give of ourselves. And so, as I step into the lesson today, keep in mind, in your own heart, your giving nature. How do you give from love, with love, rooted in and as love, the infinite love that is God, the infinite power and presence, that divine essence? It is the core of who you are, and I think that it would be a nice thing if we gave more of that, more of that away with this understanding that it comes from an infinite well and can never be depleted. When we truly understand, when we truly begin to live this principle of the truth of our being, that third aspect of our mission statement, remember who you are. This has really been the thing that has been on my mind so much. Remember who you are. You cannot be separate from this infinite divine power. You are this infinite divine power. That's the whole of you, every cell of your body, every breath of your breath, every beat of your heart is the action, activity, and aspect of divine creative energy. When we truly understand this, you know what? There is no room for anything ever to feel small in our lives, ever. And we are consistently, as I talked a little little bit about, we are consistently in that upward spiral, that evolution, that magnificent outflow, no matter what. And you know, you are not the same person that walked in here about a half hour ago. You might think you are, but you're not. You are not the same person. You have had a physiological change. Your whole aspect of being has shifted and changed, and new thoughts have come into your mind. New ways of expressing those thoughts are active there. We're in a consistent sea of movement, moving forward, evolving, no matter what. We get stuck in the muck sometimes, don't we? There's a tool that I have used, and I get a little flack about it in some of my ministerial circles. Actually, you all remember James Mellon, who was here for my uh, doctorate ceremony at the gala? He's the only one who's ever really given me flack about this. (laughs) Like, I don't understand why you teach it that way. I said, because it works. (laughs) At least it has worked. You get to be the judge of this now. So we teach this thing called the law of mind action, right? And essentially the law of mind action is a way of understanding how creation comes into being. It's got another way of understanding it. We may even call it the law of cause and effect, right? As we think, 
So our lives unfold. Well, we're deepening into this, of course, because as we deepen more, we understand it's not just our thoughts, it's the beliefs that underlie those thoughts and the feelings we have about those beliefs. So all of that works together to create. Now, all of that is contained within mind because everything is contained within mind because there is nothing other than Christ mind. There is nothing other than mind. That's the only thing that exists. And so I was teaching a class once to try to explain that how our thoughts, rooted in belief, impressed upon this magnificent receptive medium called the law, and what flows forth is the expression of life. And I said, it's kind of like we have all of these little beliefs that are rooted in the law, that are rooted in there, that we are activating all the time. It's like they're a bunch of little chocolate chips. And so I became known as the chocolate chip cookie minister. <laughs> so we have all of these chocolate chips, right? And some of those are little itty-bitty mini chips, and then they've got those really big chunks of chocolate, right? They're all active in our life and in our expression and in our experience. And as we allow them to do their perfect work, They come into expression. We are consistently swimming in a sea of receptivity that I call the law. And let's remember what Raymond Hollowell says about the law. Just like love, an adjective for the law is God. God is love. God is law because there is nothing other than God. That's the only thing that exists. We are thinking and active centers in this magnificent, universal, conscious Christ mind. Each and every one of us is a thinking, active center of creation. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. And the sum total of all our thoughts is either silently attracting good to us or repelling it from us. One of the first things that we may want to learn is that 90% of our thinking is unconscious. But 100% of our thinking creates. 90% of our unconscious thinking is creating our life. Does that feel depressing? (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, I'm not even aware of what I'm creating. What do I do now? You become aware. That's the path. That is what this is all about. It is about drawing into the level of awareness that which is below the level of awareness so that when we know what we are thinking and believing and feeling, we get to make change to make our lives better. That's what it's all about. The, uh, there was, a, there was a, a study. The UCLA Laboratory of Neuroimaging, right? They're taking pictures of brains came up, did this study, and what they discovered is that based on the activity that they were able to image in the brain, that an average person has, ready, 70,000 thoughts per day. 70,000 per day. If I had a dollar for every thought that I had in a day, I would be $70,000 richer in 24 hours. But 90% of those thoughts are below the level of awareness. 100% of those thoughts are creating in your life. So we talk a lot. I mean, the whole whole, uh, philosophy, the whole new thought movement is born out of this construct of change your thinking, change your life. You hear that all the time, right? Change your thinking, change your life. 
It's a really good catchphrase, but what does it truly mean? Because I think we must go deeper. How good are we? Let, Let me ask you, how good do you think you really are at changing What among those 70,000 thoughts are not working for you? How good are you at changing those? Getting better. (laughs) Working on it. It is getting better every day, right? I still have trouble with it. I'm going to let y'all off the hook. Because I never want to be the minister who's like, oh, I figured it all out. I'm still figuring this stuff out all the time. But my part of my job as a minister, as someone that you've elected to be in this position, is to live my life fully and publicly, right? <laughs> to be the example, just as Jesus was an example, just as the Buddha was an example, just as Moses and Muhammad, they were all examples of living life openly with a deepening understanding of their magnificent divinity. And whatever way works for them. So, I still have trouble. I will admit it freely that I have trouble sometimes. And I hope that that does let you off the hook. For not thinking you got to have it all figured out all the time. Because I see a lot of people in these communities sometimes stepping up and go, oh, yes, it's all God, it's all good. It's, right? And we're talking about spiritual bypass now. It's all God, it's all good. I have it all figured out, right? But their life is falling apart around their ears. And this is not meant to, um, to pass judgment upon them. It's to say, let us not be the ones who are living in that state of denial. Now, we do teach denial, But we're not teaching about the denial of our life circumstances. What we're saying is those circumstances have no power. They have no dominion because we are the ones who have power and dominion over all of it. Do you believe that? So this brings me to Hollowell. Often, when we pray, we think that is all that is necessary is to keep praying. We never adjust ourselves to receive our answers and complain when we do not get them promptly. Anyone live that? It's like, oh, I'm going to keep praying, 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 I'm going to keep praying. And nothing changes. Because we have not adjusted our own mind. We have not adjusted our own heart. We have not truly adjusted that which is the creative factor. We just keep giving it lip service. It's all God. It's all good. Fundamentally, that's true. But are you truly in a place of belief to such a degree that you cannot be thrown from that construct ever by anything? It's a tall order. I'm still working on it. I think we want... I think we want... How do I phrase this? I think we all... Tend, here's, here's what it is. I think we all tend to want increase in our lives, yes? We all want to live more magnificent lives all the time. Well, first of all, to get there, acknowledge that your life is magnificent right here, right now, right where you are. Even when things don't look so good, there is magnificence at the core. Because in looking at the things that don't feel or look so good, you are given information about what is happening in that 70,000 thoughts per day. So I think we all tend to want increase. We want to receive more. 
But are we willing to be impelled into action? Because to receive, as Hollowell states, we must step into a giving construct in mind. I wasn't planning on doing this. May I use you? Would you, both of you, would you stand up here for a moment? Okay. I would like you to stand and I would like you to just look at each other, face each other. And right now, I just want you to receive from each other. All right. Did you notice the shift? Here's the shift. In order for them to receive from each other, they each had to be willing to give. Did you see that energetic shift of by receiving, I must be giving? I mean, I, I could feel it. I could feel it. Did you feel it? Yeah. Thank you so much for demonstrating. If we withhold in any way, we should not expect to receive ever because we are not willing to give. Imagine the entire world not willing to give. How far do you think we would get? Not very far. That's why I think that spiritual community is so important to me. Because what we are stating that we affirm in this paradigm is that we are here as a collective, unified wholeness that is willing to give of ourselves in service to the greater good. That's what is powerful to me about spiritual community, is that I believe, this is my belief. You may sit there and think, well, he doesn't understand me at all, but I'm going to assume I do. <laughs> I believe that you are here because you have a willingness to give of yourself. And if you are not willing to give of yourself, you're still welcome here. Release forever from your mind and your heart the notion that thinking the right thoughts will do anything to change your life. But isn't that what you teach? Is it? We do not teach in this philosophy that you get what you want. We teach in this philosophy that you get what you are equal to. And so... Our life will shift as we shift our belief. We talk a lot about right thinking, but I think it's right believing. And you get to decide what that right belief is for you. Remember I said at the beginning, you may not believe everything you hear today, but something will touch you that you do believe. And it is important for you to go on the exploration of your beliefs to find what is working for you. So life changes with a shift in belief. Belief never goes away, by the way. It lives in the infinite, in that subjective realm that we call the law. But our focus is what we are addressing. What belief are we putting our focus on? A lot of people are like, I don't want to believe that anymore. Get the belief out of there. I'll tell you the best way to let go of a belief. Crowd it out with a good belief. Crowd it out with a different belief. That's the way you let that belief go back to the nothingness from which it came, that nothingness, that ether of infinite, I was going to say soup. <laughs> Talked about the soup once, right? Uh, it is an ether. It's like the infinite soup. If you don't want, if you've got an alphabet soup 
And uh, you don't like to eat the ones that are there. You don't like to eat the, I don't know, the, the letter A. A? Well, we'll just say A. You don't like to eat the letter A. You crowd out the A by moving your spoon around all the other letters, right? You don't have to, like, take the A out and go... <laughs> This is ministry today. <laughs> I don't normally do this, but God, what do you, what do you, what do you, what is this that you're flowing through me today in this way? Because it was very unexpected. <laughs> Crowding out the erroneous beliefs with beliefs that do work. That's what we're talking about here. You don't have to try to eliminate a belief. Just crowd it out with the good. Crowd it out with the love. The law always says yes to whatever we impress upon it. That is a very important part of our teaching. It is constantly saying yes to the adoption of our new beliefs. And so what is the work that we are here to do? We are here to uncover our belief system. If life isn't changing for the better, if life, if life isn't changing for the better, it is of no use to beat yourself up. But adopt a greater receptivity by opening ourselves up in that state of giving and allow a greater expectation at the level of belief, not just our active thoughts. The key to the law then is we are continually drawing into life what we give and expect. Whether we attract good or bad, it is governed by this same principle. The law always says yes. And so if there is something happening in your experience, in your life, that doesn't feel so good, it is not about trying to clench those fists and hold on and change it and throw it to the side. No. It is about acknowledging what is and saying, I choose something different. So thoroughly, so fully, right here and right now, that what has been gets crowded out in allowing that which is to be. What we expect, that is an indication of belief. Look past those thoughts that we have, those aware thoughts, those things that we know. I and mean, it's easy to know what you know. It's not always easy to know what you don't know. And it's really not easy to not know what you don't know. <laughs> Look past the aware thoughts to those ideas, those beliefs that are behind those aware thoughts. We cling to those aware thoughts so thoroughly, don't we? Oh, yes, because they feel so good. I'm going to wrap myself up in a blanket of those things of which I am aware because it's a comfort zone for me. But I am ready to let go of that comfort zone. Here's what happens, too. When we feel threatened, we grasp even harder to those things of which we are aware. Clenching our fists. You know the thing that makes us do that really well? Political ads. <laughs> I don't care what so-and-so candidate says. I'm going to hold on to these thoughts. I'm going to hold on to these beliefs. And there's nothing wrong with that. I want to be very clear because we have a wide array and variety of political beliefs. And I'm not here to talk about politics. What I'm here to say is figure out what it is you do believe and let go of the clenched fist that you have to maintain so strongly 
that feeling of being threatened. I think that's how we're going to fix the environment that we find ourselves in, letting go of this notion that we must be threatened by everything. Today, I invite us all to unclench our fists. Frankly, in release, it's an, it's an invitation to each and every one of us to relax. Just relax. So I'm going to invite us all to relax right here and right now. And I would like you each, each and every one of us, let's all just see what comes to mind as I invite this question. What is a fundamental belief that I have that is unchangeable? Just acknowledge that it's there. Let there be no judgment around whether it's a good belief or a bad belief. Just recognize that it's there. Now, what I would like you to do is physically clench your fists as though you are holding on to that belief. Feel it. Absolutely feel it. And now ask yourself this question. Does continuing this belief benefit me? And if it does, unclench your fists. You don't need to hold on so tight. And if it doesn't, unclench your fists because that's how you let it go. <sighs> unclench. Let your fists be unclenched. There's no need to hold on so strongly. Now, in this consideration... You may have noticed something and not even realized you noticed it. That there's some little voice in the back of your head that is informing you. It's informing you of something. It's informing you of what you truly believe. It's easy to bring to mind the awareness of our beliefs. But in that awareness state, can you listen to that voice that is behind the awareness? to see what the actual belief at play is, because it may be contradicting what you have actively, in a state of awareness, brought to mind as a belief. And if it is contradictory, figure out what the contradiction is, and that's where you must release the clenched fist. There will be many, many different experiences that flow forth from this activity, and they're all right. Every single one of them is right. The effect of your efforts does not influence God in any sense. But it does influence you. We are not here to change God. God cannot be changed. We are here fundamentally to change ourselves our magnificent expression as this divine power. And the good news is we are given the dominion and the authority to do just that because we all have the right and the freedom to choose. I am never here to tell anybody what to think, ever. What I'm inviting us all into is an exploration of what it is we do think so that we can make our thoughts more effective in demonstrating magnificence in our lives. I think we spend far too much time and effort trying to influence God out there, forgetting the truth of who we are. When we pray, some of us still do this in New Thought. When we pray, like, God, make this happen. 
we're not going to do anything to God. We're just keeping ourselves in that state of mind that says, God, this is going to continue in my life. Because that's what we're telling ourselves. You are the believer, but not the belief. You get to decide what the belief is. The effect of your efforts does not influence God in any sense, but it does influence you. That's the power of prayer. The primary tool we teach for change is prayer. When I teach prayer class, one of the first questions I ask is, what is the purpose of prayer? And everybody comes, oh, comes up with all these like beautiful, flowery ideas. And I say, no, the purpose of prayer is one thing only, to change our mind and our heart, to change our belief, so that we are rooting ourselves in a healing consciousness that makes our lives better. We're not trying to do anything to anything out there. We're fundamentally shifting our own. That's what prayer is all about. The infinite is neutral in its creative nature. That's the law. The law is infinite in its creative nature. And Hollowell spends a lot of time reiterating to us that the law works without discrimination. It just works. So let's relax into working with the law. Let us unclench our fists. Let us trust that the law is always flowing forth into expression because it can do nothing other than that. And we are the points of creation for that to unfold. Let us eliminate forever the idea that we can coerce God into anything. So no more clenched fists. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. The homework this week, do you give homework to your community? (laughs) I give homework to my community every week. (laughs) I would like you to consider uh, in the activity of your daily life the way you tend to be. I want you to look at the way you act. I want you to look at what you have acted upon you. And I want you to look at the ways in which you remain neutral in any given situation. Just go on the exploration. How do you act? How are you acted upon? How do you take what it is that you're receiving from the outside is what I mean by that. Is that, is that, because I know I kind of phrased that in a weird way. Um, How do you act? How are you acted upon? And how do you remain neutral in any given activity of your day? I just want you to go on an exploration this week of those things, keeping those at the forefront of your mind. I would like you to ask yourself these questions around that. What is working and what isn't working? And then unclench your fists and consider something different if it's not working. Activate this practice within you. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz. And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.